driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing. I'm Emma with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Hello. Wow. It is the end of season four. I can't believe I've been doing nearly weekly episodes, one week missing, I know, I'm sorry, since February. That is crazy. I can't believe I've found enough things to talk about and people still come back and listen. So big, big, big thank you. I thought that we would do a kind of like pick a mix episode because I didn't know what I wanted to finish with. So I thought instead of doing a particular subject, let me try and help as many things as possible and talk about as many things as possible until season five. So this episode might work as a mashup or you might get whiplash. So let's just roll with it, see what happens and hopefully we have a good episode by the end of it. So how are we all doing? I can't believe our marketing plans are been happening for six months. If you do your marketing plan six monthly, I hope you've been working on it. Otherwise, next week, you're going to be pretty stuck as we enter month seven. I used to do my marketing plans by six monthly and then I kind of changed it to about nine monthly because I always felt like I didn't know enough in like December for the next Q4 so I'm going to be starting to look at my Q4 plans in the next couple of weeks so I don't have that kind of mad mad panic that we don't have anything for Q3 but as soon it will be panicking if I don't sort our Q4 out so if that is you, do set some time aside. Do not forget that you need to start planning for the rest of the year. So we're going to talk about quite a lot in this episode. We're going to talk about some new marketing trends, where my focus is going to be for the next couple of months, both as head of marketing and with marketing nuggets. I'm going to take you through my advice to myself so I can listen back when I forget what I need to be doing, which should help us all grow as marketers. And then we're going to do a bit of an exercise at the end to help all of us. So I'm going to take you through my answers and then have yours too. So you're going to need a notepad for the end of this episode. Let's get started, shall we? As always, no messing about in marketing nuggets. We just get straight to it. So starting with what marketing trends or tactics I'm really going to be looking at now for the next kind of six months. And as you might have guessed, AI from last time's episode. And I just kind of spoke about the copy that I used, but I definitely think that now it's kind of opened my eyes to learn more about it so that I can make things more automated and more efficient and I really feel like it's gonna I can use it to my advantage because then ultimately if you do get your AI to be working in more places to help you you'll then be able to focus on things that are going to move the needle more so all of those creative campaigns all of the things that make your brand stand out which take time you're going to be able to spend more time at that getting your tasks done by AI and just making it more efficient so I definitely am going to want to use it more, explore more areas, as I mentioned at the end of last week's episode. So not only looking at like copy help, but also can they help me with podcasting? Can they help me with photos? Can they help me with just getting things organized? I saw one and it was like, oh, the AI is like a note taker for you when you go to meetings. Awesome. We'll be using that. So I am going to be looking more into that as well. 
The next one is something that I don't use in my in my everyday marketing at the moment because I'm B2B and I'm not only B2B but I'm kind of older B2B. So TikTok it is the fastest growing social and a lot of research has come out lately that has said that it is people's most favorite platform and I may be biased because it's my favorite platform. If I'm gonna go into a social media hole, it's gonna be a TikTok hole and I spend far too many hours of my life on TikTok as anybody else on the sheer Lux algorithm or is it just me? <laughs> and in the beginning of this year, 56% of marketers said that they plan to increase their investment in TikTok this year. And that was a study done by HubSpot and I do not disagree. And what's interesting with the demographics of TikTok is whilst under 24 is the highest amount of users by age, which is 38% of people on the app are under 24, which is over 400 million users, 32% are millennials. So 32% of people, and that is over 300 million users. So, and there's still a healthy chunk over the 35 to 44, there's 15% of users there. And then there is 8% of the users are over 45 to 54. And then there is 5% of people over 55 on there as well. So it really has, if you haven't learned by now, shed that mindset that it's only going to be uh, Gen Z's on there and actually millennials is is fast catching them up. So that is definitely something that I am going to be looking at more. It's something that I think that everybody should be using. I think that the problem with TikTok is that it just takes so long to create the content. If you're a one-man band marketer, you're really going to struggle it's definitely a platform that takes a lot of time, but in-app using is so easy compared to other things. So if you do have like a dedicated social person that's doing TikTok, oh, I'm so jealous. That is like the dream I feel like for so many brands that are in that kind of millennial and Gen Z space. So what I love about TikTok is you can just reach new audiences organically it's much much easier to get seen by a wider community and once you're on the right algorithms and on the right for your pages you're in the right places I also love the paid ads on there I think that they're so authentic so many brands are using it so naturally and they've really kind of got the memo that you shouldn't be doing a different tactic for your paid ads versus your organic ads you just use your organic ads that have the biggest social proof and use them on your paid ads and I think a couple of years ago it was very much like paid ads and organic ads were very very separate and now I think that the rise of TikTok one thing that's happened is that they've very much merged and people are just boosting their best performing TikToks so love that definitely would be spending more time over on there if it worked for my audience the next thing is I think that one thing that's come out of post-COVID is events and it's like don't forget events I feel like I forgot events for a couple of years because we couldn't do them and it's like actually an event could be so powerful be it an event where you bring all your influences together in real life be it a event that is for the public be it an event that is for your best clients or potential clients or even to bring your team together there's so many different options and avenues with events and I think that I used to use it so much in my marketing then I was like okay forget that channel now because of covid and then it's like no no you can have this back into your mix again and I did an event recently I've done an episode on it very very recently so go back and listen to that if you want more details about it but I'm just like like reminder events are great events can be super stressful there's a lot of logistics and organizing that goes into it but I do feel like they can be super super effective so it's something that I'm kind of like Emma remember that you can use this as a tactic 
Then next one is value-based content, aka no gatekeeping. As you can probably tell by this podcast, I don't gatekeep anything. I want everybody to know what I know, be it helpful or not helpful, and just to really like share my authentic truth. But I also think that from a kind of business perspective, when you are sharing things, it's really how you're going to gain that trust. And so whilst if you are kind of somewhere where you need to keep a couple of things secret, if that is kind of your secret source is what you're selling, really try and not gatekeep everything because really getting that trust factor is going to be so much more helpful when you are sharing things and yeah not keeping everything to yourself so I am a pro no gatekeeping I think that there's something so powerful in gaining that trust with value-based content so one of the reasons why I think that TikTok is so like so good is because it is using short videos and so if TikTok isn't for you there is definitely other places that you can do this so reels or YouTube shorts. HubSpot did a study and it was saying that video is the most popular and effective media format for the fourth year in a row. I'm not surprised. Something that where you can really use as an awareness tactic and so if TikTok isn't your bag maybe go and try reels or YouTube shorts that might be where you find your area. Don't spread yourself too thin and do all three, that is a lot. And then the final one that I wanted to talk about is a bit more of a classic channel actually, which is Google Search. And I've actually seen really positive ROI this year in that channel. It's our most successful channel in terms of search intent like use that search intent to your advantage. People are searching Google for either information or because they wanna do a action, they wanna buy something where you can do this, exploit your niche and exploit I don't know if exploit's the right word, and utilize Google search to your advantage and scoop up that low-hanging fruit. It's definitely one that I think is like people just go, yeah, 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 because it's like they're used to it. But it is a channel that I think should get a bit more airtime because it is seeing really good results in my marketing. I really encourage you to go over to Google and they do do free courses. So if you don't have anyone that can do this for you, maybe you could do it. Go and take a couple of their classes, especially like classic Google search. If we don't get into display, retargeting videos, all that stuff. If you just want to learn Google search, it's definitely learnable and it's somewhere where you can start. So go and do one of those courses over summer. If you are in a niche that is like a product or even if you're in like in a location, if you're in a service, it could work for all of them. So yeah, you're gonna want some SEO love as well, but I feel like I don't talk about paid search enough. So I wanna speak about it and yeah, go and have a little look. So moving on to section two before this becomes the longest podcast ever is where my focus is going to be for the next six months. And I think that there's always a fine balance in marketing in terms of your two main, my two main areas, always increasing that brand awareness and getting the leads and sales in. And it's always a fine balance and it's always looking for that long-term kind of growth of your brand, but also making sure that you are getting the leads in as well. And so I always have to remind myself that we have need tactics for both. They don't need to work for both ways, but you do need to have plans in place to make sure that you're executing both areas so it can be kind of difficult so it's just a kind of like a six-month mindset reminder to make sure that you're doing tactics for both in terms of my b2b world the things that i'll be looking at is our q3 slash q4 campaign which is going to be a us campaign so i'm going to be looking at my wow channels what can we do that's a bit different whilst we're going to have our fundamentals in place from digital perspective doing all of the digital channels what can we do that's a little bit special last year we did times square this year i'm like what can we do that's a bit 
a bit different. So I'm going to be researching my Q3 US options, coming up with a couple of different things that we can do there. As I mentioned about events, I want to be doing more events in key places, looking for that one-to-one relationship tactic, which you can't get from any other way. And the other thing is I want to be upskilling my team. I always want to be doing this, giving them more responsibilities, more channels, more tactics, taking on things that they've never done before to really help them grow as marketers and, as the intro says, become superstars in their own rights. Sometimes when you are a marketing lead and you need to be doing a lot of the kind of strategy, the planning and making sure that the channels are working you need to make sure that you're setting self yourself time to be upskilling your team as well something that grace said was who was one of my guests in april who's the head of content for diary of a ceo she was saying that that's like one of her favorite things is upskilling her team and she puts like so much time into that and i completely relate to that and i think that is something that even in your busy seasons make sure that you are kind of putting time aside and don't be selfish or if you're a marketing lead and you've got you're managing people make sure that you are helping them in their career development as well it also makes your life easier because if you're upskilling your teams it means that they can take things off you they have more responsibilities and then you can look at more of the bigger things if you are kind of stuck in the weeds sometimes it can be kind of a tricky thing to navigate in terms of my marketing nuggets so as I've mentioned in a different episode, I am going to be redoing my website. So I haven't decided yet if it's going to be emmawindsor.com or marketingnuggets.com. So stay tuned. But it's going to be everything in one place. And I just want to keep kind of put all of my content there. There's going to be some different offerings. And it's something that I really want to yeah, spend some time on. It takes time to make your website. And I want to just make, want to redo it. I also want to be starting to plan for the September to December podcasts. So I want to be getting some more guests on. I already have a couple amazing people lined up, which I'm super excited about. And just making sure that I try and plan a bit more in advance for my podcast. Get some recorded so that you guys can listen to podcasts every single week. And then the final thing that I want to be doing is a couple more speaking gigs. So I've done a few in the past. I love them. They are super scary. Don't get me wrong. But I kind of love that like different thing to do. It's kind of pushes me out my comfort zone. And after I'm always like, oh, I'm so pleased I did it. Even if I was super, super terrified at the time. So I definitely want to be doing a couple more speaking gigs. I also means I get to meet people and the marketing field, which I love. And so, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. Oh, one final thing that I want to be doing is doing more on my LinkedIn as well. So just sharing what I'm doing, sharing things, connecting with people that are in the industry that I might not know and just getting super inspired by different people that are in the industry as well. So going to be spending some more time on LinkedIn. Moving on to a bit of advice to myself, looking at six months into 2023. So I want to say in terms of a marketing tactic and something that is always kind of in my brain is to stop worrying so much about attribution because it is so hard to pinpoint so so difficult so just because somebody came and lead through paid search or organic search you don't know the journey that they took and it is so difficult to know when they made that decision because if you think about your own marketing and how you're marketed to just because you went there for some way doesn't mean that that was a deciding factor a good example of this is dash so the sparkling water they had they got me through a bunch of different tactics i saw their billboards i saw them on linkedin 
I saw them in a paid ad and then I finally just went to dash.com but actually the thing that had convinced me was a paid ad on Facebook but I went direct to dash.com meaning that they attributed my sale to direct traffic when actually it was paid social. So if you just think about your like consumer habits away from marketing, it will show like it's so difficult. So I always say like I like to track my attribution of what's working and what's not but I also think it is so hard to pinpoint. So it's kind of a good thing to track but just to kind of, yeah, not give it as much kind of energy and stress as maybe sometimes you want to give it. I gave an example of when I ordered from Freddie's Flowers the other day and then after I ordered it had like so many options like how did you hear about us and I'm not kidding they literally they literally listed about 20 different ways like radio tv social friend their bikes an event a flyer they had all of these different ones I was like oh my god they're literally doing every marketing tactic available and that's how they were trying to attribute and I didn't even select one which is terrible for me sorry Freddie for the flowers but yeah it's really difficult to know Another thing that I was really good at over COVID and I've kind of slipped away from is learning like away from my desk. I used to be so good at listening to a podcast or an audiobook when I was on a walk or when I was in my car. And whilst I still listen to audiobooks, I have gone slightly more into the fiction side of things. I blame my initial Colleen Hoover grasp on me last year and then I moved on to different books and now I'm like, Emma, you still need to do a bit. So my commitment to myself is to try and learn for at least 20 minutes a day. I think I don't need to listen to it the whole hour or however long but even if I just do 20 minutes of either a podcast or an audiobook so if you have any recommendations do send them my way I listen to Girls in Marketing a lot their podcast I listen to some of the guests on Marketing Meetup so I do listen to other marketing podcasts as well so yeah I'm gonna start doing that more also take that lunchtime walk so it's really hard sometimes and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to me that your marketing to-do list is never ending and so sometimes it's really difficult to get away from your desk but I think it does the world of difference getting just space getting that fresh air getting kind of perspective on things there'll be so many times when I'm walking and I'll be like oh actually this is how I think of it now so take that lunchtime walk no matter how big your to-do list is a lunchtime walk can do the best of things and you can come back so refreshed ready to go and actually be more productive after your walk and kind of in the same vein of that is creativity comes from stepping away from your computer so if you're trying to think of your next campaign idea and you're like oh my gosh we need to think of it and you're just staring at your computer blankly change your scenery change who you're in a room with so one thing that we could do as a team is like get away from the office, goes to a different space. We used to do that a few years ago where we'd go to like a completely different venue and just kind of have an away day where we'd look at everything and kind of try and think of ideas. It could be that you're on a walk, like it could just be different places. And I think that just try and switch your environment around, switch the people that you're with around, get people in a room and just kind of, yeah, don't be staring at your laptop and trying to think of a campaign because it won't come, trust me. Another piece of advice which links to the trends is give AI a fighting chance to help me. I think that it would be so easy after even just my initial week of looking that I'm like, oh, it's not going to help and just kind of stop. And so I want to give it a fighting chance to integrate more. And so I want to kind of put some time aside, even if it is a couple of hours a week, maybe one hour a week to begin with, where I can put it into my marketing more to just kind of see if it is going to help me. And if it doesn't, that's fine. But I want to give it a good go. I don't want to just give up because sometimes when a new trend comes out, I just kind of give up instead of just really trying. And also I want to be, which I do already, is follow inspiring people in the marketing field 
in the same vein as that, don't be overwhelmed that they're not where I am. I think sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, look at that person. Literally, this is a great example of this. The other day I was celebrating. I was like, I got 20,000 downloads. Oh my God, so happy. I literally saw a post from uh, Stephen Bartlett that was like, oh, we just got like 2 million downloads in a day or something. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. There's always going to be someone that's better than you. So don't worry about that. Try not to compare yourself to them. But it does help to, yeah, I love to see people's stories and just kind of give me that motivation and to give me that confidence as well. So finishing up, let's do this together. So Let's put down three different goals because we are six months in and we need to do some goal thinking. So I want to do three different things. So first thing is write down one thing you want to implement into your marketing weekly. So put down one thing you want to implement into your marketing weekly. This could be a habit, a routine, an action or a tactic to help you. Put one thing down that you want to do monthly. This could be learning, it could be more time in analytics, it could be trying out a new channel, it could be following more marketers, whatever it might be. And then put down one thing you want to do by the end of this year. So think big, is it a new job that you want? Is it that you need to improve your CV just in case and you need to spend some time really looking back and writing down what you've achieved, which by the way, I recommend you do this every six months because you want to be seeing what you have done and the impact that you've had and so you don't want to just be writing down the tasks of what you've done so if you have impacted the website by x amount of new leads if you've changed the engagement rate write those things down now because when you want a new job you'll need to remember those things so it makes your life so much easier sorry anyway let me get back on track it might be executing your first campaign or it might be trying out a brand new channel and you want to do it by the end of this year. Write them down, really think about it and really put in that conscious thing every week, every month or by the end of the year to make sure that you are doing little steps to achieve these. So mine would be for marketing nuggets to create two Instagram reels a week. It's something I struggle with and so if I make it a goal then I will be much more inclined to do it. Monthly, I want to do one monthly like chunky new learning tactic. So it might be a course or an audio book, a podcast doesn't count, I've decided for this because I want it to be something that is a real big thing. So I'm going to be looking on Google, on LinkedIn, on HubSpot, they all do free courses and just try and level up again or just remind myself or just see what channels that I used to learn that have maybe changed with the times. So I want to be, yeah, getting back on that learning learning train. And my year one, I still don't know what I want it to be, to be honest. I think that I want to look at increasing our leads by 50% versus 2022. Usually a lot of the things that I put in place are more like brand awareness targets, but I wanted to do a lead one as well. And so that is going to be my goal. And so we've got to do some different things to really achieve that goal. But they are difficult. Have Take some time, think about it and really implement it. So when you're doing your to-do list at the start of each week, see what you need to be doing, those little steps to get to your goal. So here we are, closing out season four. I want to say a massive, massive thank you to every single person that downloads this. Every week when it's launch day and I look and we're getting downloads, I'm like so excited. Honestly, every download I get, I get so excited. As I said, we hit 20,000 downloads last week and uh, even though I was humbled, it is so exciting that I don't think my mum's listened 20,000 times. So that means there is a couple of more people listening 
If you've reached out to me in my Marketing Nuggets Instagram DMs, told me that you've listened or asked me a question, I hopefully have got back to everybody. If you wanna ask me a question, even if you've got something going on in your marketing and you want my advice, please do DM me. I love voice noting you all. So, and, and if you have reached out, honestly, thank you. It means the absolute world that it's helping some of you out there. If you're not following me on Instagram, I promise to post more whilst there's a break. And if there's a subject that you want me to cover in season five, do let me know, ping me and I will be, yeah, looking to do new ones. In these two months, I will be holidaying. I will be listening to far too many fiction books instead of marketing books, but I am promising myself that I'm gonna be listening to some more marketing stuff as well. I'll be getting outside, enjoying the sun and just planning what's coming up for season five. So thank you for listening to season four. And honestly, I could not say thank you more. You're all amazing. I'm cheering you on. Good luck in your marketing over the summer and I will talk to you in the autumn. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.